Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Humane Nation podcast. I'm your host, Allie. Happy Tuesday, you guys. You may have noticed that the intro music was a little bit different today, and I thought since this is the last episode of the year, I would do something a little bit more festive because I don't know about for you, but for me growing up, there were just some cartoons that would play special holiday music during a special holiday episode. And I was so excited to listen for that music. I remember my siblings and I going up to the TV, trying to get as close as we can to listen and see if we can hear the special jingle bells that they would have in the background indicating that, yes, this is that special holiday episode. Anyways, I just wanted to relive some of that. (laughs) So because this is our final episode of the year, I just wanted to take this time and highlight what we've talked about in the past six months and also going further than that, further back than that, and kind of recapping the journey it was to get to this point. We'll be talking about and highlighting some of our guests that we've had on our show because they have been incredible sources of information and also they took time out of their super busy schedules to talk to us. So I wanted to highlight them once again and just shed light on the amazing work that they're doing too. But before we jump into our reminiscent episode, I thought let's talk about some positive animal news that has been happening because there really has been a lot of big wins for animals lately. So I think we should celebrate that and, you know, just kind of have a nice cap to the year and end with some really positive, uplifting animal news. The first piece of positive news we have today is that New York became the 10th state in the U.S. to ban the sale of cosmetics that have been tested on animals. This is a major win, and in some cases it might seem a little bit odd that there have only been 10 states to ban this, Um, especially considering there have been numerous countries that have banned the sale of cosmetics tested on animals. But regardless, I think that every state that passes a similar ban deserves to be celebrated. So this essentially bans not only the sale of cosmetics that have been tested on animals, but also the manufacturing of cosmetics that have been tested on animals. We've talked a little bit about animal testing in our previous episodes, I believe episode two. So if you want to learn more about animal testing, um, I definitely recommend checking out that episode. But something to just say quickly about cosmetic testing, it is such a redundant, unnecessary step to producing cosmetics. There have been thousands of chemicals deemed safe by the FDA to be used in cosmetics yet companies still have the need and urge to test on animals. Some of this may stem from the fact that countries such as China require animal tests to be done in order to have that product be sold in that country. But you know, we're making progress. It might be slow, but it's still progress. And I think that we're gonna be seeing more and more states following suit because many people are just not happy by this and wanna see change. So in case you're wondering, the other nine states that have banned the sale of cosmetics that have been tested on animals, they are Virginia, California, Louisiana, New Jersey, Maine, Hawaii, Nevada, Illinois, and Maryland. So this is super exciting. That's 10 states. Now we just have 40 more to go. (laughs) Continuing on with our good news, last week, Congress passed the Shark Fin Sales Elimination Act. This was a major win and something that many people were waiting for for a very long time. 
Essentially, the Shark Fin Sale Elimination Act bans the sale of shark fins and products containing shark fins in the U.S. Commonly, shark fins have been used for shark fin soup, which is a delicacy in many other countries. But there's a lot of unethical, inhumane treatment of sharks to get to that point. Now, I don't know if I will go into all of the details surrounding, but commonly sharks are caught and then they're tossed back into the water. You know, this is definitely a topic we can talk about another time. But for now, just celebrating the fact that this now will decrease, hopefully, the number of sharks caught only to be defined. But moving on, there are still some great news coming out from New York. Beginning in 2024, New York will ban pet stores from selling cats, dogs, and rabbits. And this is kind of really interesting timing because last week we had Mindy, founder of Bailing Out Benji, on our show, and she told us all about puppy mills. And, you know, these pet stores really contribute to the puppy mill crisis that we're seeing. And if you want to learn more about puppy mills and just all of the risks associated with that, I highly recommend that you check out the episode right before this one. Because, I mean, Mindy shared things that I had no idea about. And I learned something new too. So I definitely recommend you check that out. But this is a super great win. And hopefully will also help with the shelter overpopulation too. Because as we're seeing across the nation, shelters are packed. So a lot of positive things coming out from New York, which is super exciting. But you know, I'm really eager to see what kind of progress is made next year for animals. This isn't even all of the wins that have happened this year. This is just... This is just some of the wins that have been happening recently. So there's definitely progress and that in itself is something to celebrate. All right, you guys, with that, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. So even though Humane Nation, the podcast started only six months ago, which I can't believe it's already been six months, but Humane Nation itself began way before that. I started taking action and moving forward this I- with this idea that was in my heart and my mind for several months before I actually took action, but finally I decided in January to pursue this. And I think unless you know me, you're <laughs> a close family or friend, you know that I will have an idea come in my head, but I soon dismiss it and think, oh no, I can't do that, or oh no, maybe that's not for me. But when it came to Humane Nation and this idea of educating and advocating, I could not get it out of my head. It was so much in my head and it was consistently in my head. It kept growing to the point where I realized, okay, I really need to do something about this. Otherwise, I'm going to regret not pursuing this. So finally, January 2022 rolls around and I start making the website and it was here where I realized I do not enjoy website designing. (laughs) It was such a struggle and it took me a very long time to get the website in a state that I felt confident in and comfortable enough sharing it with other people. During this time though, between January and June from when we launched the podcast, I was working. I was working as an admin at a university and dreaming and trying to pursue this and wanting it to become a reality. 
having late nights, you know, staying up late trying to work on this website and then eventually start making scripts for the podcast and even starting to record while I was working, well, not while I was working, but, you know, in the evenings and at night, trying to make this happen. And bit by bit, I started sharing this dream with my coworkers. And that was really scary. I mean, going from dreaming and having ideas come into your head and just dismissing them and pushing them aside to actually embracing a dream that you have and pursuing it, but yet telling people about it, that's scary. And if you're in this boat, trust me, I know it's very scary. You don't know what people are going to say. And let me tell you, I had some very interesting feedback. When I finally decided to tell people that I was leaving my job and I was actually going to be pursuing a part-time job so that I can continue with Humane Nation and actually put the time and effort I believe it deserved to have. I had, like I said, some very interesting feedback. Specifically, some admins, some of the other admins, wanted to have a goodbye lunch for me. And I will say that there was really only one admin I wanted to have a lunch with, and she was one of my friends. She still is. I love her. The other admins I was a little bit concerned about because they had a tendency and a history of being very vocal with their opinions. So as you can imagine, I was a bit nervous about this lunch because I knew they'd be talking about it and bringing it up and questioning me. And that is exactly how it went down. This lunch was so stressful and it was not a goodbye lunch. It was a last chance interrogation. And I don't want to sound like I'm putting down those other admins, but it was a really difficult time and it did not feel like a genuine goodbye lunch. And actually my friend, who is an admin, she agreed later like, yeah, I don't know what all that was about. It was awkward and it was uncomfortable. But something that's helpful to understand is that when you pursue something that's off the beaten path, you're more than likely going outside of their comfort zone. And that's why they often come up with all these questions and interrogations and try to make you stay within that comfort zone bubble. And there have been many times throughout this experience and the first few months of doing the podcast where I felt like, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? It's times like these where I am so grateful for my husband. He has been so supportive, so encouraging and uplifting and believing in this, believing in me, even in times where I didn't believe that I could pursue this or that I'm making a difference or that I'm actually doing something good. The truth is you have something unique to offer and whatever that may be, I hope that you will pursue it. It's scary, and sometimes you'll have people that want you to stay in the comfort zone bubble. Even if it ends up not working out, you will have learned something and have gained something. I am so sorry. I did not mean for this to become a pep talk, but this is kind of part of the story with Humane Nation and part of my background into making this a reality. Truth of the matter is, those admins were pretty much saying, oh, must be nice to pretty much retire and have all this free time and, oh, you won't have to worry about this and this anymore at work. And I'm working harder and more now than I did when I was an admin. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to bed after 2 a.m. so I can get a podcast out or work on website design or getting a 
post ready for the next day. But it's worth it. And I'm so grateful every time I see that I have a listener tune in for an episode. That is so meaningful to me. And you guys are playing a role in that. So I just wanted to say thank you. Because I see that the work that happens behind the scenes that I'm doing is paying off. And that more people can learn about, first off, the various issues animals face. And secondly, the incredible guests that we get to have on the show. When I launched Humane Nation in June, I was so excited. And then I got to start reaching out to potential guests. And that was exciting. You know, each and every guest that we've had the honor of having on our show had something so unique and important to share with us. Chris from Chubby Go Acres gave us a glimpse into what sanctuary work is actually like. And honestly, I followed Chubby Goat Acres on my personal account before Humane Nation was even an idea in my head. And Zach Scow from Marley's Mutts was another one that I followed way before Humane Nation was a thing. And he shared with us not only the amazing work he's doing with the positive change program that empowers and gives skills to incarcerated people, but also finding value in the lives of dogs everywhere whether that be locally or even internationally, especially when he talked to us about the CDC dog ban. I learned about Ryan and Molly from Little Woods, actually from Chris from Chevy Goat Acres. She actually recommended that I reach out to them and talk about the work they're doing, but also this idea of sanctuaries supporting sanctuaries because of this situation that was happening at the time. And you can go back and listen to that episode, but... We talked about how multiple sanctuaries were kind of packing together to help and support a sanctuary that had fallen on hard times. While I was interviewing Ryan, he also told us about pigeon racing, which I didn't know was a thing. And we're going to have to have Ryan come back next year on the show so we can talk more about pigeon racing because that's definitely a topic that is not talked about enough. But because of Ryan, I was able to learn about Foreverland Farm and start following them. And then eventually we had Sawyer from Foreverland Farm come on the show and talk about this idea of inclusion within the animal rights world and specifically within the vegan world and sometimes how exclusive it can feel especially for people who are on the outside looking in? And how can we make it a more inclusive community? And also, thanks to Chris from Chubby Goat Acres, I was able to learn about the work Kelly from No Swine Left Behind is doing. And so then we had Kelly on the show. And it was at this point with Kelly where my views of pigs and my love for pigs was really starting to deepen. Because of that interview, I had been doing research about pigs beforehand and I started falling in love. And now when I see Kelly posts on their social media, No Swine Left Behind's Instagram, I just can't help but fall deeper in love with pigs and how incredible they are. I'm definitely a major pig fan now. (laughs) I just think they are so incredible. But thanks to Kelly, I then learned about Rachel from Rescuber. And Rachel offers something so unique to the animal rescue world. And honestly, it's something that should be talked about more because not a whole lot of people talk about rescue by transport. This is seriously life-saving work that she does. Knowing that some of the riders that she had wouldn't have survived without being transported 
to another rescue speaks volumes about how important rescue transportation is. But also thanks to Kelly from No Swine Left Behind, I was able to learn about Anna from Pigtopia. And Anna shared with us the amazing program that she started called Amber's Refuge, which allows individuals that are trying to flee from domestic violence to have a safe haven for their companion pigs to go to during this time of transition and essentially getting themselves back on their feet. And this is something that Anna is really hoping to see in every state because there is a really big need. And thanks to Anna, I was able to learn about some other incredible organizations working on behalf of the animals, which I'm really hoping to have on our show next year. So you guys will have to stick around to listen to that. But during this time of us doing episodes with guests or me doing them solo, Jamie, the communications director at Mercy for Animals, reached out to me. And that was so surprising. And I was just so incredibly grateful for the opportunity to meet and interact with various people at Mercy for Animals. So I am so grateful for you, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening to the show, finding value in the work that we're doing here, and reaching out. Because without Jamie, we wouldn't have been introduced to Paula and have the opportunity to talk about the investigation that Mercy for Animals did recently, and also more about Prop 12, which, as we know, has potential to be a major game changer when it comes to life for mother pigs, egg-laying hens, and baby calves. And we also wouldn't have had the opportunity to connect with others from Mercy for Animals for episodes in the future, which I'm very excited about too. And also this year we had the pleasure of having Mindy, founder of Bailing Out Benji on our show, which again, that was just in last week's episode, but she shares with us some highly enlightening facts about puppy mills and just how many risks there are associated with puppy mills and laws that surround puppy mills slash the really poor standards USDA has for dog breeders. It's just abysmal at best. I am so grateful that in these 29 episodes, we've been able to talk about topics ranging from puppy mills to sanctuary life and what that means to inclusion within this community, to the dog meat trade, to holiday gift guides and animal testing, to safe haven for companion pigs that are fleeing from domestic violence. I am so grateful for all of the guests that we've had on the show and just all the topics that we've been able to cover, both with guests and solo. I am so grateful for all of you for taking the time to listen and be a part of this. You know, I know that we started from scratch and I had no following whatsoever when I started this, but I know that we have consistent listeners and I am so grateful for you guys and those that interact with our posts on social media or share with your family and friends. You guys are helping this become a reality and I am so grateful for you. But as Humane Nation grows, as I hope it will, there might be some changes. We might do things differently. You know, we're still finding our rhythm and that's okay. Part of this is just knowing how best we can grow and what we can do to improve Humane Nation. If there's anything that you would like to see 
either change or stay the same, I would love to have the feedback, whether that be through our email or you can send us a message on Instagram. Having your feedback is so helpful because then I know how I can make this a better experience for you. Ultimately, I want to talk on behalf of the animals and highlight and champion the work that others are doing, but you are our audience. And without you, I can't do any of this. If there's topics that you would like to see us cover, please let me know. Whatever kind of feedback you have regarding things we're currently doing, things you'd like to see improve, topics you'd like to see, or maybe organizations that you would love to have on the show, please let me know. You can contact through our email at info at thehumanenation.com. Again, that's info at thehumanenation.com. Or like I said, you are welcome to message us through our Instagram. That would be completely fine too. And I am so excited to continue on doing Humane Nation into next year. And I hope that this is something that I can continue to do. I will say though that I definitely need your help in spreading the word about us. Like I said, we started from scratch and I'm so grateful for the various milestones we've been able to experience, but I am definitely looking forward to seeing where this can go. And I'm just so grateful that you're here and part of the ride. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode, our 29th episode. As you know, we love to celebrate your foster pets and your adopted pets right here on the podcast. You can go to our website at thehumanenation.com, fill out the form called Future Your Pet, and we will feature them right here on the show and celebrate their story. For sanctuaries, if you are in need of a resident sponsorship, you can go to our website at thehumanenation.com, fill out the form called For Sanctuaries, and we will feature your resident right here on the show, and also we will highlight them on our social media too. As you guys know, this is the last episode of the year, and we will be taking a two-week break. All right, you guys, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will catch you next time.